Hello and welcome to Me, The Wife and Wrexham AFC. A weekly podcast and YouTube channel where we discuss all things Wrexham AFC from the point of view of long-term fans and new fans. So sit back, put your feet up, relax and let's get stuck in. Hello and welcome to episode 83 of Me, The Wife and Wrexham AFC. Quite a sombre mood. Rhymes. It does rhyme, yeah. (laughs) Quite a sombre mood in camp today, I would say, after after Saturday's results. Yeah, to be honest, I uh, didn't really want to do the podcast today. No. Felt a bit... Bit flat. Bit flat, yeah. Yeah, I get that. I do get that. But we have a duty to uh, to report everything. Yeah. Not just when the good, we're doing the bad, the ugly. Yes. Yeah. And Saturday was certainly bad and ugly. So yeah. do you think it would have been not as bad if we watched it from home? Um, no, it, it, I don't. I think you could have watched that from the moon, and it would have been bad. But um, yeah. yeah. I, 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 yeah, I don't know really, but um, we'll talk about that in a bit anyway. We'll get on to that. We'll get on to that. So we'll do a little transfer roundup, I think, because yeah. um, we've had a, a couple of ins and a couple of outs. Um, so first one, Luke Bolton. Yep. Um, King from Salford. Salford. Uh, Luke's come on a two and a half year deal. Um, what do you make of this one? Um, it's a bit of a weird one because usually. Parky likes to go for t- for for players that are in league, basically above us. Yes. Um, but for some reason, he's seen something in Luke Bolton, who is in uh, League Two with us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a bit of a weird one. I definitely thought it was strange because they've identified a player that they wanted to go after <clears throat> that. Um, if I'm honest, I'm, I'm not sure it was a position that we needed to strengthen um, because obviously we've got Barney there, we got uh, we got Anthony Ford there as well. So we've got two strong players who tend to alternate a little bit. Barney tends to play more of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fordy, I think, is injured at the moment. Which is maybe why. Which I get a little bit more strength in depth um, because we have switched Mendy over to the right on the odd occasion that we've needed to. Um, which maybe hasn't worked as well as Parky thought. Um, but I, maybe there was areas that we needed to sort of strengthen a little bit more than than right wing back, really, maybe. Um, look, he was, he's been playing on uh, the right side of a front three at Salford. Uh, we don't play that that way. Um, he also plays right wing. Maybe Parky's thinking about it. Uh, he isn't. Uh, <laughs> we uh, He's played as a right winger. We don't use right wingers. He's played on the right side of midfield. We don't have right midfielders, t- technically. We have right wing backs. Um, so he has played there before. It's not like he hasn't played there before. Um, but, yeah, I, I, a little bit odd. A little bit odd. I, I found it, the pursuit of a player in a position that I felt we were all right in. There must be a reason. Yeah, there must, there must be a I, reason. I, that I we started don't know about. musing that perhaps Anthony Ford was on his way out, which is why we wanted two right wing backs. Um, it also, having an attacking player like that, as we've seen with Barney, it does give you the option. Barney's gone up front a couple mm. of times before. Um, it, it gives you that option, you know, a player who's used to going forward and used to attacking. With Anthony Ford, you have to remember his wife has been poorly. Yeah, I, so yes. 
maybe, you know, they're bringing somebody else in to relieve the pressure of, you know, having to be at every single game. I know that obviously him and Barney <laughs> do alternate. Yeah. But I just think that, that maybe that, I'm, you know, maybe I'm completely wrong and I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, welcome. Welcome, welcome to the club, Luke. Luke. Don't you um, think, I think, right, I was going to say this to you yesterday while we are at the football. I think Luke Bolton is looks like Alfie's friend. Hello. <laughs> he does a little, a little bit. bit, doesn't he? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. He does a little bit, yeah, to be fair. Anyway, nobody knows. <laughs> nobody knows. Nobody knows who that is. Inside so, joke. Yeah, in, yeah, complete inside <laughs> joke. Uh, we also signed Jack Marriott on a one and a half year deal from Fleetwood. Mm, um, one team. League One team. Uh, I had concerns about Jack Marriott, to be honest. Jack Marriott has been it's been mooted for a, a while. It's, you know, the, the, the name came up months ago. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, now, uh, because it came up a few months ago that potentially it's, it's a player that we might look at. Um, I, I obviously did quite a bit of research into him, you know, what he's like. Um, so basically, Jack's gone from the championship to League One to League Two in 12 months. Now, that to me is a little bit concerning. Bit of a red flag. Little bit, you know, on the face of it, it's a little bit. But you could probably take out um, the move to us. Lots of players have dropped down the league when coming to us. Yeah. So that sort of, that skews it off a little bit, you know, that oh, yeah. he's dropped down two leagues. You know, that's a, there's that. Um, he was a very good player. Um, but not so much for his previous clubs recently, I would say. Um, so mm. for me, it was another slightly strange one. Desperate, do you reckon? I don't know. It, it, it's an odd one, isn't it? Because um, well, we're, we're going to talk about Jamie Lindsay in a minute. Um, but I think when a club's got money or perceived money in, in it, um, all of a sudden the price for players seems to go up. Um, and Just like when we go to away games, the prices for beer and stuff seems to creep up slightly. Magically. Because they think we've got loads of money I as know. well. Yeah. Um, now, uh, yeah, but Sean Harvey will not have his pants pulled down by any club wanting to you know charge over the odds for a player yeah and, uh, and it, it, we are more than happy to walk away from a deal uh, now because of that um is jack marriott the first player we've gone after in that position and have agreed a price we're happy with and we've signed him um my guess would be probably not mm. we've probably gone for a couple of players first been quoted a price that is above Ridiculous. what we believe that that player is worth. Uh -huh. And we have moved on and moved on and potentially we have ended up with Jack Marriott. I am not saying that is the case, but you'd have to assume that maybe that is, maybe that is the case. Um, but I, 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 there was a, there's a lot of negativity that surrounds Jack, to be honest. Um, a lot of people saying, look, he's a great lad, but his attitude to football stinks. Um, he, he, he doesn't train well. Um, he, he doesn't, he's more bothered about playing golf um, than he is, than he is playing football. Um, when the, when the deal was announced, I saw loads of comments, golf related comments 
saying, oh, just think how much, how many golf balls you could buy with that Hollywood money. Lots of stuff like that. So without knowing the guy personally, it's quite hard to know. All you can base it on is the comments of potentially bitter fans, you know, from yeah. other clubs. So that's what you're sort of basing it on. Mm. Um, so it's quite hard. You know, I'm just presenting the facts as I've found them. Although I'm more than happy to... Give them a go. Let, let's just see how it pans out for us. Um, could be a good sign-in. Might it, be a disastrous It could be. I, I mean, one thing I did say in our, in our WhatsApp group was... The, the way that he's been moved on recently, it does sort of stink of problem child a little bit. Yeah. Like, like you know, they signed they Fleetwood only signed him in January last year on a two and a half year deal, and less than twelve months later, they're trying to move him on, and. You know, and Maybe that's why they only signed a year. Is it a year and a half? Or yeah, year? it is. So I think I think maybe Parky's taken a little bit of a punt and thought, right, let's see if we can get him doing what we want him to do. Maybe he's just not been happy at any of those clubs. It is. It and is. now he's with us, he's just going to be the model pupil. Maybe. I don't know. Um, somebody asked me for um, Somebody asked me for my assessment of Jack Marriott. Um, they said, you know, I don't really know anything about him. Uh, can you tell us a little bit? What's your assessment of him? And I just give a one word answer, small. Because to me, he's small. He's five foot eight. He is. Uh, and he's he's quite small, yet he knows where the back of the net is. Um, we're going to come on to it in a minute. But we seem very intent on playing long high balls up to the front two. We've got Mullin, who's not very tall. Uh, you've got now got Jack Marriott, who's five foot eight. Yeah. Um, is that going to work? No, it, no. it, it really isn't. No. Um, I, I do question how, many, how much game time Jack's going to get uh, because Parky's philosophy, and it has been for years and years and years, is have one big guy and one smaller guy. Now, Mullin is... The, the smaller, smaller guy. guy at the moment. Uh, so he would like to play him with Dalby or Palmer or Fletcher, somebody who's going to be able to either bring the ball down or flick it on or whatever. And 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 then uh, you know Mullins there to pick up the and second clean ball. If he plays up front, well, yeah, <laughs> you know Mullins there to pick up the yeah. the second ball. Um, so is he going to play Marriott and Mullin together? Um, history would argue no, no. Um, but. Yeah, I, I, we were warned about some, something about Parky when he came to managers, okay, mm. by fans of clubs that he'd managed before. Um, and they all said the same thing of, he's a great guy, you know, he's really likeable, um, but he is very rigid and very stubborn to change. So if we're going to sit... Really? If we're going to sit here... And talk about, oh, maybe he's going to go three up front. Oh, maybe he's going to deviate away from one big man and one smaller. I, I just, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, you know, we were, we, I was talking to somebody uh, else the other day and they were talking about, look, the service into the front two isn't there. We need to be getting it into midfield more. 
and then moving it forward into the front two. Not just kicking it from the back. But but my argument is that that isn't really how Parky sets his teams up. He sets them up with wing backs because he likes the ball to come from out wide. Yeah. So if the service isn't coming there, it's more because we're not getting it out to the to the wings properly because that's the style of play that Parky likes to play. Um, so if we're going to sit here and discuss maybe Parky will change this or change that. History tells us no. He's he's not yes, going to do that. History can be rewritten. History can be rewritten. That is very correct. So um, moving on to uh, Jamie Lindsay. Yeah, I mean it was. I, I'll be honest. You know, championship player. Um, I knew it wasn't going to happen. I, I had a sneaking suspicion it wouldn't happen. No. Um, but it's getting too close to the wire. It was just yeah. championship t- uh, player. I just yeah, I just couldn't see it. Look, he had six months left on his contract. Um, we put a bid in for him. Uh, the, the the valuation uh, that they had uh, over our valuation um, didn't match. Uh, they wanted more money. We were not willing to pay more money. Uh, we ended up in a bit of a stalemate um, and. Usually the board are at the club right up until sort of like midnight, one in the morning on transfer deadline day. Um, by 10 o'clock, they'd all gone home. So everybody knew this was done and dusted. Unless it had been done earlier, they'd kept it secret. They'd all gone home and they were just going to release it on Twitter that had happened. I, I don't think anyone believed that was the case. No. Um, so we missed out. Uh, we missed out on him. Um, a little bit more solidity maybe in midfield. Um, you could argue he plays in a very similar pos- position to um, George Evans. Um, but at the same time, we do sort of play two semi-defensive midfielders. So, uh, look, it's gone. He, he's not coming. He has only got six months left say, on his contract. I was going to say, we've got the summer transfer window. When the summer comes up, if we're still interested, he would be available to us for free. It may be another Luke Armstrong thing, though. It, it may be. We, we, we just don't, don't know. We get to the summer and it's like, nah. So, three players out uh, of the club uh, in this transfer window. So, uh, Jake Bickstaff, first one, out on loan to Accrington. Happy? I'm happy that he's been put out on loan yeah. and not just got rid of. Yes. I never thought that would happen, but I'm glad he's gone out on loan. Um, I find it a bit weird that he's gone to another League Two team. Yeah. I, I, I'm but I've you. read that he uh, he won't be playing when we play at Quinton in March. No. Uh, long, Obviously, because long he's a lone players. player. Yeah, a lone player. He still belongs to us. Yeah, so, so that would be a bit weird. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But it, I saw pictures of him in, and I saw an interview with him, actually. Um, and... It just it just felt a bit wrong him being in an accented Stanley shirt and not a Wrexham shirt. Yeah, but we know it's just temporary, um, and hopefully he's going to start getting plenty of game time. It's going to build him up. He's going to be because he's an amazing player anyway. Um, but hopefully the the time on the pitch will get him even better, even stronger. Um, and yeah, and he'll come back and he'll be. He'll be one of the ones that will be going in the first eleven. But maybe you know, we we everyone was was banging on about needing a striker, and uh, maybe we've we've got the answer all along. Maybe but he just needs to. But but not at now. No. But maybe the answer to what we need we already have, and that's why maybe. And I think alone alone. Is no, no, he's very small as yeah. well. He he played he played uh, for for Ackington. Uh, he played fifty eight minutes. Yeah, Did he? So he started the match. Yeah, he played fifty eight minutes. Um, 
Yeah, came off uh, after that. They they drew nil nil. Um, so he's had his debut. He's got some minutes on the pitch. Didn't score, but just minutes. Just want minutes. Yeah. minutes, minutes, minutes. We don't want him to score. <laughs> no, I suppose not really. <laughs> he's going to be playing in a slightly different position. Uh, so he's going to be playing as sort of like a number 10, slightly behind the striker sort of thing. So it's slightly different to what he's currently playing, what has been playing for us. But... More experience right over the pitch yes. though, isn't it? Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy. So we sadly had to say goodbye to two players on uh, the, in the transfer window. Um, they've not transferred anywhere. They have left by mutual consent. Although I find it a bit weird by mutual consent because, um, so we're talking about Bryce Hosanna and Liam McAlinden. Yeah. Uh, when they say by mutual agreement, it's like, sorry guys, you're leaving. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, no, I don't want to leave. Yeah. They're like, well, sorry, you're going. So yeah. I don't think it's by mutual consent. Um, no, I, no, no, probably not. But it's just the polite thing to say, apart from yeah. Yeah, Bryce and uh, Liam. But at the same time, they're players that aren't playing. No. So it might be quite mutual that they're, they're happy to move on. And be you free know, agents. And be and, free agents. Yeah. I, I worry for Bryce a little bit because... He's just You're so. You're a bit gutted about this, on that. I, I, yeah. I am gutted. I, yeah. Maka, not so much. I mean, not not to be horrible, but he's just not. He, he doesn't. He doesn't come in and do much. Mm. You know, he, he's a he's a great player to have because he'll play all over the pitch. Mm -hmm. You know, you can put him anywhere and he'll do a job. You know, he he really will, uh, and it's a handy player to have. But we're not really utilising him. At all, so for me, it makes more sense for him to go somewhere else and and do that. The Bryce one, I, look, I completely agree and completely understand why. But for me, um, I genuinely believe if he'd have played, and people might shoot me down, but I don't care because I believe this. If he would have played from when he arrived to now, if he'd have played every game, I genuinely think he'd have been our best fullback at the club our best wing back he, that would have been him because that when he was playing especially early on i just i could see something yeah. in him that he looked like a really special talent lacked a little bit of confidence to take yeah. people on yeah. because you know they were they were always shouting from the stands take him on take him on yeah but every time he went to take people on he would beat them you know and i think if he would just played week in week out that confidence would have grown and grown and grown, and he would have he he would have faced players up and gone, "I'm going to beat you." Yeah, he wouldn't have needed that shout from the crowd, "Take him on." He, he would have been beating people. Lots of skill, lots of talent that just needed to be nurtured. And as I say, if for the last eighteen months he'd have played every game, I, I genuinely believe he would have been one of our best players. <sighs> so much potential, and I'm gutted for him. I really am. Well, hopefully somebody sees what you see in him. Yeah. Um, and they'll, uh, he's a free agent now, so he can go wherever he wants to go. Yeah. I, I just worry that people are going to look at his um, sort of like, um, you know, his, his health record and think it's not worth the risk. Um, I, I don't know. Well, we'll, you know, we'll keep... Yeah, but he's a free agent, so they don't have to pay him anything, do they? Of course they have to pay him. No, I don't mean no, I don't mean. No, pay they don't him. have to buy him. That's yes. what I meant. Yeah, they don't but have to the, buy him. Risk, so what's the risk? Wages. 
still going to pay. Th- th- this isn't John who's working on, on a, a production line who's earning £12 an hour. These are footballers. They earn, you know, it, for just because our club's got lots of money, it's not the same okay. for every club. You know, it, it, an investment in a player, whether you're buying them on, on, or not, they've still got to pay them. And you've got to pay them quite well if you want to draw them in. So, okay. Um, yeah. So we'll wait and see. So good luck to uh, Luke. Uh, Luke? Oh, yeah. While you said that, I do want to bring something up. So we, I got a little bit of inside information. You reminded me. I didn't write it down, but you reminded me. A little bit of inside information that we were bringing three players in and we were getting rid of four. Um, as what actually happened was we got three in, three out, sorry, and we got two in. So it's one less either side of that column. Uh, so... Obviously, the Jamie Lindsay thing fell through. Uh-huh. Um, so that would have been the one extra. Yeah. If he would have come in, you could probably argue that would have meant a one midfielder would have left. Now, our guess is that one out was potentially Luke Young because there's been lots of rumours surrounding him going to... Uh, one or two other clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we guess if the Jamie Lindsay would have happened, that would have been the domino effect to send another player out, either to another club or leave by mutual consent. Um, our guess is that was Luke Young, but w- we genuinely don't know. Um, but if you know if the information we got was correct, which we believe it was, that three in, four out. Um, then, you know, if that Jamie Lindsay yeah. one would have happened, then a midfielder would have left. And that is our guess that it was going to be Luke. But... What I was trying to say was good luck to Liam and um, to Bryce and also Jake as well, you know, with yeah. your loan to Accrington. Um, but let's move on to the Blackburn game. There was lots of, uh, obviously, there was over 7,000, I think there was over 7,200 fans there. Mm-hmm. Um, it kicked off at half seven, which... Mm. No, it's normal for a... Uh, um, yes, but quarter to eight's the norm. Well, but... yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, apparently there was lots of problems getting into the ground. When we were at the game uh, on Saturday, the Salford game, we spoke to Steve Lloyd from Dragon Chat. He said that he left his house, I think it was half past four, not four o'clock. Okay, four o'clock. It might have been four. But anyway, he left in plenty of time. They didn't get to the ground until seven. Yes. Um, and they said that they missed the first 15 minutes of the game. And I read actually quite a lot of... Uh, tweets and things like that or X's whatever you want to call them I don't know what to call them these days um, basically saying that they missed quite a bit of the game um, there was still thousands of people outside still at uh, yeah. at 7.30 yeah um, yeah it was rush hour traffic getting into Blackburn yeah um, look it yeah. was I, I think there was quite a few things wrong with this they didn't have enough turnstiles open um, there was quite a few, from what I've been told, quite a few Wrexham fans arrived quite late. Okay. Um, didn't arrive till sort of like 10 past quarter past seven. But that should be still enough time to get into a ground. Um, but What do they have to do? They literally have to swipe a thing. And they were in. doing a lot of searches and stuff like that, right, to which, okay. which I think is like a, a thing you have to do now for FA Cup games. Okay. I got searched in Salford. You did? I was, I was quite, I didn't know whether, how to feel about that. I thought I had one of them faces that you I did. needed to be sick. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's, uh, look, it was a lot of contributing factors. A lot of people were there well in advance. I'm not blaming anybody for getting there a little bit late. Um, but 
Yeah, as I say, but the people who did get there late, from what I've heard, it was all the rush hour traffic surrounding that game. Look, it, 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 in elements of it, from what I have seen and what I have heard, uh, were quite dangerous. There were people trying to get in. There was people stood on the uh, in the gantry on the steps trying to get to seats, couldn't sit down. Oh, my God. Uh, and I, I heard it was quite dangerous. Um, and um, Where were the stewards? I don't were they know. Do- they were there. I, well, I heard that there was, you know, there was obviously stewards there and security or whatever, um, but apparently they were, they were, n- they were useless. Yeah. They weren't, you know, yeah. helpful at all. No, no, but anyway, let's move on to the game itself. I can, I can summarise this game in uh, uh, very quickly, in less than 10 seconds. Well, like, if you do like a little image coming from my, there's just loads of Zed. <laughs> I can summarise the game in 10 seconds. Go on. We didn't touch the ball for 15 minutes. We scored and then we didn't touch the ball for 75 <laughs> minutes after that. Oh, I was... that, is the, that is the breakdown of the game from my point of view um, because that is pretty much what happened. Um, look, we didn't start well. They, they came out and at massive respect um, to, uh, to John Dal Thompson, the way that he set his team up and the way that he motivated his team and the way that the players were up for it. You know, they weren't looking at us like, oh, it's, it's a League Two team. Yeah. As maybe the two championship teams that we played last season did. Yeah. <clears throat> they they treated us with absolute respect and went out to beat us. As if we were a championship team. Uh, yeah, as any yeah. other team they would play yeah, week yeah, yeah. in, week out. They yeah. went out there to do a job. And let's be honest, they completely did a job. They annihilated us. Yeah. No, they annihilated us. <laughs> okay. That's my opinion. Yeah, look, as I said, we didn't. It, it seemed like we didn't touch the ball for the first 15 minutes. When Cannon scored his first goal. His only goal. The, the one and only the goal. goal. I honestly thought, I screamed. I was on my own watching it. And I was like, oh my God, this is like just so good. I was like screaming. Yeah. Cannon. And I thought, oh, we're going to do something here. We're yeah. going to like, this is just going to. Put rockets up bums, and it's we're going to do, and then no. I look, I'm completely with you. Look, for that first 15 minutes, we looked completely second best. All over the park, we were second best, yeah. and I thought this is going to be a long night. And I was, uh, you know, I'd said to someone, "Look, we just got to soak this up, soak it up, soak it Which up." Which I think the fans definitely uh, did. Yeah, and we just got to soak up the pressure. Come on, take it, take it, take it, and then just try and get take something. Take it, take it. Try and get something on the break. And then it, uh, Cannon, in all fairness, it was a hell of a finish. Absolute hell of a finish. And uh, the, everyone that I spoke to about the FA Cup and about the Blackburn game, I said, everything has to go our way on the night for us to get something yeah. out of this. Every chance we get, we've got to take. Yeah. Every chance that we get, because we're not going to get many. Mm-hmm. And then first chance, 18, 19 minutes in, whatever it was, fell to Cannon amazing finish so good he, he, had, he, he shouldn't have scored that no way should he have scored that it was a brilliant finish and that was the point when I went do you know what maybe this is a night where it, we're not going to get many chances but we've had one and we've taken it and like you I was like something could happen here we could do this again um, 
And then they just took the ball off us. <laughs> never went, gave it back. I never gave it back yeah, for the like, rest of like the game. It was like when you chuck your ball over a, a neighbour's fence and you go, can I have my ball back, please? And they and go, like, no. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no. No, you are not having yeah. this back. McLean had a chance to make it 2-0. Yes, he did. Um, that was probably the only other chance well, that we had. Yeah, well, Cannon. Cannon got the ball and he'd scored one with an absolute rocket. Mm. And he thought... I'm going to have another go here. <laughs> yeah. I, I quite liked it scoring then. So he hit it. Keeper saved it. Bounced back to McLean. In all fairness to him, he, got, he did really well to get over the ball, um, to, to hit it. In my opinion, keeper saved it. Had a shot. Keeper saved it. Um, in my opinion, I think McLean caught it too well. Because I think if he'd have scuffed it off his shin or he'd have bounced it into the ground, I think he could have done anything other than what he wrong, did. yeah, and it would have gone in. Yeah. Because there's loads of times that you see it. The keeper is expecting, when he's there, the keeper is expecting you to catch it well, and he's got a good idea where it's going to go based on everything. And because he caught it well, the keeper pretty much knew where it was going. And like I say, if he just scuffed it off his knee or his shin or, yeah. you know, he didn't catch it right or anything I think it would have gone in mm. so I think he is he's the victim of his own well executed shot to be honest and I think that's the reason why he probably I mean that's what you it. want you want them to have well executed uh, games but but on this occasion he just <laughs> yeah. needed to scuff it a little bit and get it slightly wrong and I think yeah. we'd have gone 2 off. never mind based on what happened after I don't want anyone to be of the belief that I think uh, we'd have won the game. I think we, based on the way the game went, I think it would have increased our belief. But I just think Blackburn just would have had too much and we probably would have still lost the game. It would have made it a lot more exciting. Though. It would have. Yeah. Because um, they equalised. Look, I picked out Sammy Swanich last week. Swanich. Sammy Swanich, yeah. Picked him out last week. And let's be honest, he ran the, he ran the whole well, he was, game. He was the, uh, I think it was the, F, I think it was the Emirates. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Man of the match. Yeah, he was. Um, so, And I think they, the guys who were commentating as well were yeah, it, look, uh, he as was, well. He was, he was fantastic. I knew he'd be fantastic. I picked him out. Like I said, he's, he's one of my favourite championship players. Players, um, and he, he he did pretty much run the show. Um, he got the equaliser. Didn't like the way that he uh, sort of um, sort of gestured towards our fans, but anyway, um, did he shush us or I think he shushed us. Yeah, um, and then um, and then Arthur decided he was a bit bored with being a goalkeeper. He wanted and to he, be a player. He wanted to come out. He wanted to, I know he's a player, but he wanted to be like you know. I want to play in defence. Yeah. Um, <sighs> What was he? What was he doing? <laughs> no idea. I, he, I was looking in the garden. I was like, "Where the bleep, where, where's Arthur gone?" He came, and I, I look. Keepers are taught to narrow the angle. You know, yeah, come but, out, make the goal small. Um, yeah, but not walk across to the other side of the pitch. <laughs> so he, he did that, but then he sort of stopped. He sort of felt like he was going to go back, and then he carried on. So he came out of the box. I was confused completely by him coming out of the box. Yep. Because what coming out of the box does for a keeper, it takes away your ability to use your hands. It's very di- oh, yeah, of course. So as soon as he stepped over that line, all of a sudden you made the goal big again because you can't do that. You can't put your arms out 
You can't put your arms out like that. <laughs> okay. And um, and you can't stop the ball. So if he would have done that, he he would have been sent off. Um, I don't know. It was just a bit of a. Maybe it was just a bit of luck of concentration, maybe, which a, you don't really want yeah, from a goalkeeper. It you? was a bit of a brain melt, I think. It yeah. was just one of them that I, I d- didn't understand what he was doing. It put us 2-1 down. He went a little bit of walkabout before they scored at all. I think before we scored, actually, and the, the, their player lobbed it over yeah. him, and then we cleared it off the line. Um, yeah, it's, I, I, just, I think, you know, that in isolation... It's a bad mistake. Yeah, but I don't but, think it's the, it was detriment to the whole in game. In isolation, you can sort of go, look, he's still a great keeper and he's still oh. making great saves. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just found something that looks a bit... A, bit mar- a couple of marks on your top. <laughs> uh, you know, in isolation, you could sort of sweep that to one yeah, side. Yeah, um, yeah. But maybe yeah, not quite a bit dangerous. Maybe not quite in isolation based on what we're going to talk about in the Salford game as well. Uh, but we'll come on to that in a minute. Um, yeah, um, so they got two goals in two minutes uh, and then Sammy got his second uh, just before half-time. And it I'm pre- bored of talking about this game now. It pretty much killed the game, didn't it? It was dead at half-time, I think, unless we were going to come out and just go hell for leather and go for it, which we didn't really do. They They, they got their fourth on 59 minutes. Did you, when they got their fourth... With over half an hour to go. Oh, I thought it was going to be like twelve. Did did, did maybe did not you? twelve, but I thought there would there was I I felt that there was definitely another tw- two goals in them. Yeah, I did as which well. Which I'm actually surprised that we managed to keep them at bay. But yeah, uh, it was. It, I had the same feeling. It was sort of like, oh, this is going to be embarrassing now because they, you know, with over half an hour to go, you like you really. I thought. There's, a, there's another one or two in this forum. Um, mm. And look, thankfully, we kept it at four. And I think, you know, we bowed out. Look, we got lots of abuse online, as we always uh. did. Wrexham got humbled. Uh, I'm sick of that word. Uh, but yeah, um, it, it, you know, we move on. We, we had a decent run. We come up against the better team. Yeah. And the better team beat us. Yeah. At the end of the it day. Happens. But it's a better team that are two leagues above us. Yes. So that's what we have to remember. You know, if it was a League Two team and they annihilated us, well, actually, we're gonna be talking about the soccer <laughs> game in a minute. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm just gonna leave that comment there. I'm One not... thing I'm gonna say though. Yeah. Did we give a good account no. of ourselves at Blackburn? No well the fans definitely did. We represented the club very well, I think, yes. as fans. Um, but yeah, I don't think the players were as. Uh, no. Just wasn't there, was it? No. it? You know, apart from the goal, which give everyone a little bit of excitement, it just wasn't there. You know, there was there was no. If we'd have gone out all guns blazing, you'd sort of go fair play. I'd have go there. Um, as it was, it didn't feel like that, did it? No. It just felt like we'd. We'd curled up into the fetal position and we just let them kick us for a bit. Um, and I, I, I'll i be honest, I, watching the game, I got to about 70 minutes in maybe and I just got really bored of watching them pass it around us like we weren't even there. Oh, and I, Do you know what? When we do it, it's sort of fun. But the, Ole, t- the Ole gets to me when it's the other team. You know, when they, they, they go every time they pass the ball and it goes to... Well, that's what I'm saying. We do that. 
it's sometimes. Fine. It's all right, yeah. It is perfectly fine. But when another team's doing it against you, it's, oh, it grates yeah. me. And, and it just got, you can see the frustration. And um, look, I, it's it's quite hard to judge the players in a game like that because, as I say, the, 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 we're two leagues apart. That is, you know, on paper, that's what should be happening. Mm-hmm. They should be controlling the game. They should be dominating the game. They should be putting three or four past a League yeah. 2 team. Look, the FA Cup isn't played on paper. You know, Maidstone can attest to that. You know, oh, after an amazing run, aren't they? They are, you know, so it's not played on paper. But on paper, what happened on Monday night is probably what should happen. Pretty standard. Yeah, yeah, you know, so we've just got to wipe our face a little bit and, and move on, I think, uh, yeah. uh, with, with that one. So... Should we just just end it? Yeah, we lost yesterday at Salford uh, on Saturday. Goodbye. So it was our um, it was our first away day of the season. Um, uh, and it nearly didn't happen again. Yeah, so our son wasn't very well um, on on Friday night. Um, very massive thank you to Sean's mum yeah. for coming to look after him and sit with him while we went to Salford. Sean felt a little bit guilty about going and when he was ill. I didn't. I was more than happy to go. He didn't care anyway. Alfie was just like... He just, was like, you go. You go, I'm fine. fine. Yeah. 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 Um, got a stat for you. Okay, a stat. Yes. This is the first time in 83 episodes of this podcast that we are sat here talking about two defeats. This is the first time we've done that. That's depressing. It is depressing, but I think it maybe gives us a little bit of perspective on... We've, Maybe, ha- yeah. we've had 82 episodes worth where we haven't had to sit yeah, and talk they... about two defeats. The fact that the first time it's happened is 83 episodes in, I think should give us a little bit of perspective. Maybe. Maybe. okay, Doesn't make it any easier no. based on what we watched on Saturday, but should give us a little bit of perspective on, on how far we've come. Um, look, uh, we had Hayden and Tunners back in the team. I went to pick up, um, obviously you know this, but I went to the club shop on Friday to pick up um, the our tickets for the Salford game and um, I saw Hayden getting out of his car. He had his little girl with him, so I didn't want to go over and like, mm. you know. Talk, bug him. Bug him. And plus I probably wouldn't have done it anyway, even if he was on his own. I'm, <laughs> I'm a massive wimp. But anyway, when I got the tickets, um, I was going back to the car and he came out. He went in with no boots, but came out with boots. Yeah. So I said to you... Guaranteed playing. He's, he's playing on Saturday yeah. against and you, Salford. And you were right. Yep, he had his red boots on. Yeah, he, um, were, he and was. And he did play. And it was so good. I, I'm loving his hair at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> loving it. Yeah, yeah. Keep it, honestly. Don't cut it anymore, Hayden. No. Honestly. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was a bit concerned when I saw both of them in the team. What, uh, Tunners? Tunners and Hayden in the team. A little bit concerned uh, because... Neither of them have had much game time. Both of them are going to be quite rusty. Mm. And I thought to throw two centre-backs into that, you know, when we had Owen O'Connell on the bench, um, I sort of felt... Why? And he didn't one get of them, on either, did he? O'Connell? No, he didn't. Uh, and I, I wasn't a massive fan of them both playing, mm. if I'm honest. Wow. Um, and, yeah... Uh, <laughs> Cannon kept his place over James Jones. He's he's uh, a bit of a regular in the team at the moment. Uh, for you, Cannon or Jones? I like Cannon. Yeah. But I just think James Jones has just got that little bit something else. Okay. Uh, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Can't tell you. I can't put my finger on it. But I just think, I mean, they're both, 
you know, amazing down that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, look, I, I, I get what you mean. Yeah. Um, I don't know which one I'd pick either. Mm, I think, I don't think either of them have got enough every week to warrant claiming that position as their mm. own, if I'm honest. And that's not being horrible. I, I just don't think... They're not a George Evans in the sense of going, look, he, well, he didn't play great on Saturday either. But Nobody did. No, but, um, I, I, you know, a George Evans for me is somebody that you go, right, nobody's taking that spot. No. That That's his spot. Yeah. I, I'm not sure Cannon or Jones have got enough. Not yet, anyway. No, to say that is your spot and nobody else I is playing I would say there. Jones more so than Cannon, maybe. For but you. For me. Yeah. But, you know, that's my opinion. Yeah, OK. That, that... Yeah, James Jones is one of the OGs, isn't he, for me? So. Yeah, yeah, probably. I think... It's quite hard. I think when Cannon's on his game, I think he's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but As is James I, I think I'm probably leaning a bit more to you in the sense what, of... What, me playing? No, not you, <laughs> not you playing. I probably could have done a better job on Saturday. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I think I prefer James Jones a little bit more yeah. uh, to Cannon as well. Some people really don't like James Jones for whatever reason. I, I'm a big JJ fan. and I, I like him. I, th- I think I'm with you but on that the, one. I, at the same, on the same... One and only time I might agree with you, but I, I, I think I probably did. It's not one and did. only time. Don't pretend. <laughs> yeah, I spotted a problem uh, early on. A problem? <laughs> no, no, let me finish. I spotted a problem in the first five minutes. Yeah. Okay. And then there was like... A, uh, there, there, oh, there was abundant a dom- of problems There was after a domino that. effect of problems <laughs> after that, but I spotted what, uh, quite a key one yes. early on. Um, so they got Matt Smith up front. He's a... Oh, I don't like him. Massive, isn't he? Massive. Massive, and I, d- I yeah, just don't in, like him. In the flesh, he's even bigger than he looks on TV <laughs> yeah. as well. Anyway, they got Matt Smith up front. Big lad. Yep. You know, very good in the air. That, Big and, like, broad. Very broad, yeah. Yeah. Um, and very good in the air. Mm-hmm. Got a good leap on him. You know, you need someone like Hayden marking him, ideally because of the, the, the jump. Although Matt Smith with his size should be able to out-muscle mm. Aaron Hayden, but just for the leap, I yeah. would say. Now, at Salford very much did their homework here. I think Carl Robinson did did a good job. A lot of the balls started going down the left, okay? Uh, the, the, you know, the Salford left. Sorry, there's a spider on the wall. Oh. oh, yeah, it's quite quick as well, that. <laughs> anyway, they, they start putting the ball down the left, okay, mm. which is the side that Hayden was on. Okay? Yeah. So what was happening is Hayden was drifting out to, to face up yeah. the person with the ball. Now, what then happened is Tozer moved across to fill the space that Hayden had left. Mm-hmm. That left Tunnicliffe to move in, mm-hmm. and then it was Tunnicliffe marking Matt, Matt Smith in the middle. That's a mismatch for me. Yeah. Tunners has never beaten Matt Smith in the air. He, he's not. So that was a mismatch. The other problem with that is Tunners was leaving his man to mark Matt Smith. So if that ball come in yeah. and it was too high, yeah. it was going to the free man at the back post that Tunnercliffe had left to move in to, ma- to mark Matt Smith. Um, and Matt Smith got a header early on. That exact scenario I've just explained, Matt Smith had a header, a Conquo made a brilliant save. I spotted that straight away, and for me, I was worried about that instantly. Yeah. Um, and I think they maybe needed a little bit of a swap in there. Um, look, I know Hayden likes playing on the right. I know Tunnicliffe likes playing on the left. But if that's what they're going to continue to do, 
then maybe we should have switched Tonicliffe and Hayden around so it was then Hayden that was coming in yeah. to mark. That still left the problem of a man free at the back post because uh -huh. it happened numerous times. Yeah, it did. And there's nothing to say, well, if that's what we're going to do, they're going to start pushing the ball down the right to create that mismatch between Tuncliffe and Matt Smith. Um, would Owen O'Connell have been better up against Matt Smith than uh, Tuncliffe? Perhaps. I don't know. I am not an expert. I'm just saying I spotted this very early on. Um, so, yeah, as I say... Um, um, the resulting corner from the, that Matt Smith header, came, uh, that's where their first goal come mm -hmm. from. Um, so the ball came across. Arthur went for it a little bit, lost the flight of it, jumped, missed it. And Theo Vassell not, nodded it in at the back post. Um, oh, anyone but him, to be honest. But you didn't... Rex and reject. Rex and reject. <laughs> yeah, I know. But you didn't really know him, did you? Because no. he was literally... i tell you his last game for Wrexham. Uh, do you know the uh, game that we played to try and get into the playoffs when we drew one all with Dagenham, when Paul Rutherford was sent off his last game for Wrexham? Yes. In the Well, that was Theo Vassell's last game for yep. us, I think. Yeah, I think it was. Um, so that was his last game for us. Um, he didn't celebrate his goal. Put his hands up like that um, in front of the Wrexham fans. Not going to celebrate your goal. What are your thoughts on players not celebrating? Well, I, I call him a Wrexham reject now. <laughs> no. But what... I did see that, but I wasn't quite because I wasn't quite sure why he was doing yeah, that. Yeah, because we had a conversation after, didn't we? Of, uh... So he, he he refused to celebrate because it's against his old club. How do you feel about players not celebrating goals against the club they used to play for? Very respectful. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I, I don't really think anything of it to be honest. I hate it. Is the reason I'm asking? Why? Because they, you've got no. You know, we don't care. You've gone now. If you well, score, well, we cared a little bit because everyone was look, screaming Rex and reject at him. If you score, celebrate it. They play up. They pay your wages now. We don't. Yeah. Nothing to do with. I. I. I hate it in football. I hate it. You've gone. You've moved on somewhere else. They now pay your wages. You score a goal. You celebrate it however you want, mate. Absolutely, however you Maybe want. That's what's celebration. I'll, I will. <laughs> I will hurl abuse at you. For doing that, but that's would, why he didn't do it. But I would rather they celebrate a goal no, that's than why. not celebrate. I'm just, I'm not for it. I hate it. Absolutely hate it. But anyway, I just want to start. I want to talk about um, Ben Tozer and a little bit of Arthur, actually. Oh no, sorry, Sam Dalby. The way that our fans, we were, we were in a particular area where there was a lot of young male fans. It's quite vocal where we were. Very vocal. The yeah. C word was used umpteen <laughs> times. I don't think I've ever heard it being used that many times. Um, but anyway, <coughs> uh, they didn't care that there was a lady standing there. Where was she? Yeah, shit your face. Um, but they were very abusive towards Ben Tozer and Sam Dalby. Mm -hmm. I know you're going to say something. Mm -hmm. But then Sam Dalby scored a goal. Mm. And they were all like, oh, we love you, Sam. We love you. And I just thought, just two faces. That's football for you. That's football. Yes, but the, the thing that I You've got to have a thick skin in football. I, I know you do. But Ben Toza has talked about mental health and how abuse and things like that can affect it. But 
which is why... Right, let me make my next point, okay, before you tie yourself in knots here, okay? I'm not tying myself in knots. You, you are a little bit. Be because uh, the next thing that happened is uh, the ball comes over, Ben tries to control it, slips under his foot, they go clean through, um, Arthur makes a very good save at mm -hmm. that point, okay? Um, th from that resulting corner, they score. Yeah. Okay, and that makes it 2-0. Mm -hmm. uh, ben had a, a stinker of a first half an hour. A, a lot of people will argue he had a stinker of a whole game. Um, but he, he genuinely did. Now, um, I get your point that we'll talk about the two goals on Arthur in a minute. I get your point, but it, I, I think it's quite a difficult scenario to, to, to try and understand a little bit. Because... Um, Yes, look, I'm a big advocate for mental health. I'm never going to scream at our own players to tell them that they're not doing good enough or words to that effect. Um, but at the same time, I think as a footballer, you have to expect that, that there are plenty of people out there who have worked all week, earned their money and chosen to, to spend what spare money they've got going to watch the team that they love to then have to stand there and watch players make mistake after mistake after mistake, not put effort in, not try, mm. that, that isn't acceptable. And you have to understand how, and I'm not saying that's not all Ben Toza, I'm talking about the team. Now, you have to un understand then how frustrations within these people mm -hmm. who are like, we left the house at 11 o'clock yesterday. We, did. we didn't get back till seven o'clock at night. Uh, and that's just a game down the road. And we paid money for tickets. You know, there's food, there's drink, everything that goes along with that football. And we got in return, we got nothing back. So you have to understand how frustration... I'm not saying it's acceptable and everything that, that is shouted at players is acceptable, but I think sometimes you have to understand why the frustrations do boil over in mm. people. Uh, you know, when they, when they are giving so much of themselves... Yeah. Okay. To, to go and support that team, I think it's, it's hard for people to, to see players that they deem are not doing their job uh, because at the end of the day, it's their job. And you do make mistakes in your job. I don't. <laughs> but, you know, to... Uh, we know that's not true. <laughs> uh, but, um, but yeah, I think that's what you have to understand on a broad spectrum. And I'm not waving the flag for hurling abuse at players. No, don't. I'm not at all. But I think it's about understanding why that does happen at times. Mm -hmm. um, so let's talk about the two goals in, in together. Look, the second one was ridiculous. You know, the ball comes across. Arthur lost the flight of it completely for whatever reason. We had no player on the back post, which... Yeah, from time to time, I don't understand. People were shouting for Dalby to get to the back post. Yeah, but they were shouting for him to get the back post when it was too late. That was it was oh, already yeah, done by then. Get, but yeah. for it to happen and then still not put anyone on the back post was was bizarre to me. Um, look, Arthur lost the flight of both of them corners. Yeah, you know he he's, he made some great saves mm -hmm. in the first twenty minutes. He made two amazing saves, but made two massive mistakes and. The problem with being a goalkeeper is when you make a mistake, it usually leads to a goal. 
and that's what happened in both instances. He made two mistakes. Yeah, they got to, they scored twice mm-hmm. from it, you know. Um, and I think Arthur's just got to stand up and take that one. He's got to take it on the chin. Yeah, no pun intended. But um, you know, it's. It's it, he's just got to he's got to stand up and be counted for that. Uh, he's made a big mistake at Blackburn uh, to let them go two one up. He's made two big mistakes at Salford. They've gone two 0 up because of that. He's made three big mistakes and it's cost us three goals. Right? I love Arthur. I think he's a fantastic goalkeeper. I just think he needs to put this behind him now and, and, and move forward. Yeah, I think the fact that Monday happened and then Saturday, maybe it was. Yeah, I think it was a, it was definitely a confidence thing. I think maybe yeah. um, he is only a young player. You know, all well that he was playing. You know, at Arsenal, but yeah, we move on and uh, we do. We'll see I mean, what we, we were two we nil down. Forward. We were two nil down in the home game in the reverse fixture, weren't we? And yeah, we was... when we went two nil down, everyone was like, "What's?" I was looking on betting apps when I go in. What's the odds on us winning this three two? Wasn't great to be honest. So, um, but yeah, and, and you know, everyone sort of thought, "Yes, we could do this." Um, Turn it round, and you know, Hayden, brilliant leap, Dalby header, made it two one. Sort of felt like going into halftime, maybe? Positive. Maybe. I think we came out in the second half. We were a lot more positive in the first sort of five minutes. Felt like we were going, something was going to happen. Uh, we maybe could have made it to all. Uh, cross. Uh, I think it was a corner came across. It flashed onto Mullin really quickly. And he tried to head it. He put it over the bar. I it think was he was so, a bit like, he it, was a bit, it, it was he wasn't a bit, expecting yeah. it. It was a bit quick. He couldn't get over it quick yeah. enough. But that could have been two all. Yeah. And let's be honest, we wouldn't have deserved any of that because we were abysmal. And we just, you know, but it would have been nice to be at two all when we didn't deserve it. It's that, just not nice losing to a team who were like, oh, excuse me, um, who were like 19th. Well, they're no, probably not ninety, or whatever they were yeah, at the time. I, don't I know, know, I know. Yeah, um, but I think the thing that annoyed everyone—it was we just continued to hoof the ball, didn't we? We're their giant killer, aren't we? Maybe <laughs> in the same league. But we just kept hoofing the ball. Oh my god, it was like it, just hoofing it long, yeah. and it wasn't happening. And we just continued to hoof it. I mean, it's the definition of madness, isn't it? Trying the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Yeah. And it just wasn't it just wasn't happening at all. Matt Smith made it three one. Um we didn't make a change until six minutes after we went three nil down. I mean out three one down, sorry. I don't understand why. As soon as you go three one down, right, let's make the change. People people were singing Parky, Parky, what was it? Parky, parky make, make a, a change. change. Parky, Parky, make a change. But then when you did make a change, it was just a like for like. So it was Fletcher for Dalby. It yeah. wasn't changing anything. It wasn't. We didn't actually make any actual changes to our sort of formation or structure until the 80th minute, um, when it was sort of like, one, this is probably too late now, and two, it's like, no, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't too, it was just... Yeah, uh, it was too late. I think, you know, there's... It, I don't know, I don't Can really... Can we move on? Because it's really no, depressing. No, we can. They nearly made it 4-1 when they rattled the bar. Will you stop yawning? It's so annoying. Sorry. You're really annoying for yawning. <laughs> um, we've now lost the last three away games in the league. Three in a row we have lost to Walsall, to Newport... And now to Salford as well. 
more concerned. Now, there was a lot of rumblings online. Very much two camps. Uh, one camp was, why is everyone losing their head? We're going to lose games. You just need to accept it. That um, comes out all the time, though, that It does. It? You know, what is wrong with people? Why are people... It, I think what that camp of people need to understand is it's not losing games. It is not losing games that bothers us. If we'd have gone out and played like we do at home and lost that game... Fair enough. Fair enough. Yes. We had, against Salford, one shot on target. Which we scored. One. <laughs> we've spent all that money. We've travelled there. We've wasted a whole Saturday to see one shot on target. Newport away. Okay? All that distance travelling down there. All that distance travelling back. What did we produce at Newport? One shot on target. And I'm going to be honest with you, that wasn't even a shot. That was a cross that they logged as a shot on target. I mean, mm -hmm. in two games, two full games combined, we have had <clears throat> one shot on target and one cross that they have for some reason logged as a shot. That's not acceptable. No. And that is the reason people are so angry. If you go out there, you play amazingly well and you are unlucky and maybe you hit the bar, keeper makes a few good saves, you have five, six, seven shots on target and you lose a game. Me personally, I sit back and go, look, we've lost that one. I'm absolutely gutted, but... They I played see, really well. I see the team that are playing at home. Yeah. When we're playing away, yeah. and I'm, I, you know, I'll take a loss. It is right? weird. It is like you're literally seeing a complete. They're the same people in like body. Complete Jekyll and Hyde. But it's like I, I just I don't understand what what is it with our home uh, our home. Uh, well, I will get my words out. Our home form that's that's not kind of translating into our away form. I just don't get it. I I'm not a manager. As you well know. I, yeah. But <laughs> I, I feel that if Bradford rung me up today, right, and said, take charge of the game on Saturday at Wrexham, I feel like I know how to set up against us because I think we're too predictable. We've, we've, this is the same as last season, though. Too predictable. Yeah. I, if I was, if I was, if Wrexham were coming to, to my ground, yeah. okay, and... I walked in there 10 minutes before kickoff and they go, all right, Gaffer, how would you want us to set up? What I would do, two big centre-backs who are going to clean up everything that comes in the air because let's be honest, everything's going to come in the air. And then what I would do, I would have a front three that would just press high. Press high, stop us being able to play the ball around and what that does, it forces us to play the ball long and your big centre-backs swallow up Paul Mullin all day long because he's only five foot ten. And that is how you beat Wrexham. You don't let them play. You don't let them have the ball. They're forced to hoof it long. And this is the result. And let's be honest, we're so predictable that a 42-year-old man who has never managed a team in his life could set a team up to beat Wrexham away from home. And that's just that, that, that it's sad, but it, that it's the way it is. 
And I... It's the Bradford City manager's watching this now. He's so going to, like, take that as, like, right, OK. It, well, it's, yeah, <laughs> it is what it is, isn't it? Um, some other results. Stockport drew with Harrogate. Harrogate. Mansfield beat Notts County. Barrow beat MK Dons. And Crew uh, drew with Tramier. Crew uh, drew. Crew drew. Uh, we dropped to fourth. Uh, but we have at least one game in hand too. on everyone around us, two over Barrow and I crew. didn't like that. So we're still all right. But you everyone keeps wanna... going, we just got to win our game in hand. That game in hand's away. We've got no one. <laughs> so, you know, we need... I'd what rather... the game in hand? It, it depends when it falls. It depends when it falls, to be honest, or when we, we catch back up. So oh, it, right, okay. It, yeah, it just depends. Yeah. Um, well, let's hope it's... Well, the only the only one we've got is Crawley, isn't it? Or is that not a game in hand? It will be, yeah. But it depends. It depends the when only... the game in hand falls. If but... we play... We might play Crawley on a Tuesday when loads of other people are playing. So then, technically, it's not a game in hand then, is it? It depends mm, when okay, it falls. Okay, right, okay. Get um, it. We're just going to run through, because it's a little bit longer than normal episode, because it's very moany. Um, but um, uh, just going to run through Bradford for you. So it's uh, back to League Two action. It's a home game on Saturday, the 10th of February at 3pm. It's available for international fans GMT. on iFollow. Uh, the last game was a one-all draw at Valley Parade in October. Uh, Mullin had put us 1-0 up, but Bradford equalised in the 85th minute. Remember that one? Got it. Um, they drew 0-0 with Wimbledon on Saturday. Uh, the last five games, they've lost three and drawn two in the league. Um, they've only won one of their last nine in the league, Bradford. Um, their last league win was the 22nd of December. Surprise for a Bradford team because you know they've got some good players yeah. in there. They're 18th on 37 points. Um, they've won nine, drawn 10, lost 11. Their top scorer technically is Jake Young, but he scored all of his goals for Swindon and they recalled him uh, from his lone spell. So I suppose their top scorer is Andy Cook uh, with 11, who scored all of his goals for Bradford as opposed to Jake Young, yep. scored him elsewhere. Uh, prediction for the game. Okay. I, I, do you know what? Predictions are just really, they're getting to me now because I know, yeah. We're just not doing very well. No, it's a home game, it's fine. It's Let's a go home for game. Six yeah, 20 nil. Um, I'm going to go then, as it is home, got good home form. 3. One. Three one, Wrexham. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go, let's take it nice and gentle. Uh, ease back in. I'm going to go for 2 0. 2 0. Quick shout out for Dragon Chat. It's a mental health peer support group. They run a weekly Zoom call on a Thursday from 7 pm till 8 30. Uh, the best thing to do is follow Dragon Chat Steve Lloyd on Twitter. Um, there is also a women's uh, uh, peer support group, mental health peer support group mm-hmm. as well, which is on Mondays and that is at 8pm. It is, is at 8pm, yes. Yeah, so all the details of how to get on both calls are down in the description if you're watching this on YouTube. If you do want to get in touch, you can get in touch with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, e- and e- uh, email, me, the wife, and Wrexham, AFC at gmail.com. You can tell I don't <laughs> read that out very often. You don't usually read it, no. Anna. Quiz time. Nice, simple one this week. Is it going to be about Salford? Uh, some of it. Ugh. No. Uh, right. I just want to forget about that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. Question one. How old is Jack Marriott? 24. Jack Marriott's 24. Okay. Uh, no, he's not. Uh, Jack Marriott is 29. Um, we failed to sign Jamie Lindsay. I think Luke Bolton's 24. Uh, we failed to sign Jamie Lindsay uh, this week. From mm-hmm. who? Rotherham? 
Correct, Rotherham, yes. Uh, Maka left us this week, uh, but which League Two club did we sign him from? Uh, was it Morecambe, Accrington or Swindon? Morecambe. It is Morecambe. That is two. Uh, we visited Moor Lane on Saturday. We did. Yeah. But what is the ground called for sponsorship reasons? Peninsula Stadium. Correct. Three. Yeah. <laughs> and the last one, we play Bradford on Saturday. We do. What date did Bradford win their last league game? I told you this. December 22nd. Well done. Four out of five. Well yeah, done. Well done. Uh, look, thank you very much uh, for tuning in again this week. A little bit longer than normal uh, because, as I said, we've uh, I wanted to moan uh, quite a bit. Um, we've got to do the good, the bad, the ugly. We've got to. We've got to look. But we've got to stay positive. The moaning's done and we can just move on now. Episode 84 is going to be full of positivity because we're going to beat yes. Bradford City at home yeah. on the 10th of January, February. Yeah. Last time we lost three games in a row uh, was May 2022. Yeah, I know. So it's a, quite a while. But um, yeah, so just to leave you on a bit of a sour <laughs> note. Uh, and we'll see you again next week. Bye. Bye.